0: written account used in this book is an unpublished manuscript dictated in 1981 by a man who was neither an American airman nor a Dayak headhunter. A man with a difficult name, Makahannap, and a complicated character. But that is getting ahead of the story. Chapter 1 A B-24 Over Borneo about 12.30 midday on November 16, 1944, District Officer William Makahanop looked up from his draft report on the expected rice production in his East Borneo district of Mentarang and realized that for the past few minutes he had been hearing a whining noise. The overhead fan in his old office back in the Celebes used to sound like that, but here in the little settlement of Long Bien there was no electricity to run a fan. The wine could have been from mosquitoes, but it was the wrong time of day for their assault. Such a loud noise was unusual in the quiet midday period, when able-bodied dyaks, the general term for the various tribes of inland Borneo, were away in the rice fields or the jungle, and nearly everybody else was dozing. Even the school children, curled up on mats in the schoolroom down the road, would be taking a nap while the day was hottest. The whine grew louder, and Makahana finally recognized what it was—the engines of a big airplane. Then, above the engine noise, he heard people yelling out in the fields. What could be disturbing the dyaks? He stepped outside and heard them shouting that the big thing in the sky was breaking apart and going to fall to the ground. Standing on his office steps, he squinted up into the shimmering sky above the jungle at the edge of the little settlement. He could see that the plane, flashing in and out of the cloud cover, had four engines and big wings, but he did not know enough about aircraft to recognize a B-24. Nor could he tell whose plane it was, Allied or Japanese. What he did realize was that the DIAX were right It was about to break apart and fall out of the sky. Standing there on his front step, blinking at the bright sky, Makahanup's first reaction was probably annoyance at being interrupted. But his next would have been anxiety. In his experience of the past three years, the arrival of something new was rarely a blessing for himself, his family, or his district. He could see, though— that the Dyaks were filled with wonder. None of them had ever seen anything like this in the sky. He could no longer see or hear it. Had it gone down somewhere behind the mountains to the northeast? What had happened to it? Where was it now? Above all, was it Japanese or Allied? November sixteenth, 1944, had begun as a routine Thursday for pilot 2nd Lieutenant Tom Coberly, United States Army Air Force, and the ten men of the crew of his B-24, a four-engine bomber, also known as a liberator. They had been awakened shortly after two in the morning and given breakfast, a choice of hot or cold cereal, along with powdered eggs scrambled and Spam fried and liberally doused with tomato ketchup. They washed it down with tall glasses of milk and orange juice and enough coffee to wake them up. It was the coolest, best time of day at their air base on Morotai, a small island of the Moluccas in the Netherlands East Indies, just south of the Philippines and hundreds of miles due east of Borneo. Morotai was built on a foundation of coral and was relatively bare. Much of its scrub plant life had been cleared away to make the coconut plantation that was now an airfield. There was nothing to do there but wait to fly out. Lieutenant Coberly's crew, simply called Coberly's, had been on Morotai less than a month. Their 23rd Squadron belonged to the Bomber Barons, the fifth bomb group that was an arm of the tiny 13th Air Force, sometimes called the Jungle Air Force of the USAAF, whose missions were to retake the Japanese-occupied Philippine Islands and cut off Japan's Pacific oil supplies. In response to the pre-war U.S.-led oil embargo against Japan, after the latter took